0: You are listening to A Bigger Life, a podcast by The Crossing on how to live into God's bigger story. Hi, welcome back to A Bigger Life. We're going to look at Psalm 84 today, and I want to sort of, as we do this, handle a little bit of an issue, and that is when you read the Psalms, like we've said, you're reading something usually 3,000 years old. So in some sense, you're like a foreign traveler. You're going to a different culture, and when you go to a different culture, you you don't go in there as an ugly American demanding that that culture think and act and talk and be like Americans. You go in there with your head in a humble place, and you're going in there with your humility and your learning, and you're not trying to Uh, And you're not trying to impose your own culture. Rather, you're trying to learn how to understand that culture and to function in that culture. So when you order food, you're trying to learn how to do it in a way respectful of their culture. When you're visiting places, you're trying to be respectful of the culture because there are differences in how they communicate, differences in how they express what places are meant to be, and how you function in those places. And so imagine, not only are we, when we read the Psalms, going to a Middle Eastern culture, a Jewish culture, but we're going to an ancient Jewish culture. We're going 3,000 years back in history, into not just a foreign culture, but a foreign culture 3,000 years ago in time. Which means that if we're not careful, we can enter the Psalms like an ugly American, imposing our own culture on something very, very different. Rather than going in there with humility and listening and having eyes wide open so that we can observe cues, cultural cues, and understand what's being said that might be very different than what we expect to be said when things are being said or being expressed. And so that's true with some of the biblical images we read in the Psalms. And a lot of the image often we read in the Psalms is the image of the temple, And we don't have that in our culture. We don't have temples and we don't understand a temple and we don't understand the imagery of a temple. And so if we're not careful, we sort of blow it off as, well, I don't know what that means, but and we move on rather than, you know, I want to come in here as a learner. I want to come in here and learn to listen to a different culture and to understand what's being said to me because I probably would benefit from hearing this and seeing this in their cultural terms. So we come into the Psalms as a listener, sensitive culturally, and that's true with Psalm 84 because it's using the imagery of a temple to talk and to express spiritual truths that I and you would greatly benefit from if we could bring these metaphors and bring these spiritual truths through their cultural lenses into our understanding. So. The first thing we read is that this is a psalm not of David, but this is a psalm of the sons of Korah. We don't know much about the sons of Korah. Uh, We do know that they were descendants of someone named Korah who was heavily punished, disciplined by God back in the days of Moses. But these descendants were the worship leaders in the temple in David's time and in centuries after that. They are the, the song leaders, but also they were the gatekeepers. They were people who were facilitating worship in the temple. When I say in David's time, that would be true of the tabernacle, which was not a temple. But then when the temple was built by David's son Solomon, that would be true in the temple itself. Uh, but the tabernacle was a kind of temple that functioned the same way. And these what these temple or tabernacles were, were places of heaven on earth. They, they were places where God's presence was on earth. And so it was a place where, in a sense, it was like when Moses stood before the burning bush, had to remove his sandals because he was standing on holy ground. They were places where Eden sort of had an embassy back on earth until Eden fully comes back to earth, until heaven fully comes back to earth. And so a temple is a kind of embassy of heaven, It's a place where you have to respect that you're walking into the very presence of God. There are some rooms you cannot go into. Only certain people can go into certain times of year through special ritual that made them pure, quote-unquote, in order to enter God's presence. But the temple, there are places where Jews could enter and express their worship before God And so this is what is the imagery of Psalm 84. Now, the reason why we want to understand this is because it's an imagery that will be greatly beneficial as we come before God's presence in worship. We come before God's presence that's real, that's not made with human hands, that's not someplace on earth. But remember what Jesus said to the woman at the well in John chapter 4, a time is coming when you will not worship God on this mountain or that mountain, but you will worship God in spirit and in truth. And that's what we're doing now when we come to the Psalms. We're learning to worship God in his presence as if we were coming in a temple, but we are worshiping God not in a place built by human hands, not on a special mountain like they did in the Old Testament, but we're worshiping God in spirit and in truth the way Jesus said we would after he would die on the cross and rise from the dead. But we are using the imagery we're using the poetry in the Psalms that the temple points to. Let's do that. So, look at verse one. How lovely is your dwelling place? This Psalm is talking about the temple, but now we know that in spirit and truth, this is really talking about the very presence of God the place where God dwells, heaven itself. How lovely, how loved, how beautiful, how lovely, how beloved is your dwelling place, O Yahweh, O Lord, the I Am. Verse 2, my soul longs, yes, faints, or the NIV says, my soul longs, even faints, for the courts of the Lord. Again, this is the language of the temple, but the courts of the Lord is this presence of God, the very house of God, the very presence of God's dwelling. My soul longs for, it faints for the very presence of God. The place where God dwells. My heart and flesh sing for joy to the living God, or the NIV, my heart and flesh cry out to the living God. In other words, my heart, my flesh, my very body, every part of my soul, every part of my being longs for, cries out for, needs for life the presence of God, the presence of the living God. The dwelling place of God, the very face of God, is what I was created to see, what I was created to be in, what I was created to flourish in. God's very presence is what brings life to my humanity because I've been created in God's image. It's what brings glory into my life. I'm able to glory in the glory of God. So we remind ourselves of this. We don't always think of ourselves. We think what we want is a good show to watch on TV. What we want is a good game to watch on TV or something else that we think we want right now, a good meal, a time with friends. These are all great. Nothing wrong with any of these things. But what our heart and soul and what our lives and our flesh, our very bodies are longing for, crying out for, fainting for, yearning for is the very presence of God to be before the very face of God. And so we think about this when we think about prayer as we're coming in spirit and in truth before the very presence of God, before the face of God. And we want to use our imagination as if we're coming into a, a kind of temple, a place where God's glory dwells, a place that is a, an embassy of heaven on earth, but we're coming into the real heaven. We're coming into, in a, in a spiritual way, the throne of grace that Hebrews talks about. The very presence of God that we are ushered into by the blood of Christ that cleanses us from a guilty conscience and allows us to enter into the very presence of God with confidence. Not because we come in our own righteousness, not because we come in our own name, but we're coming in the name of Jesus. We're coming in the righteousness of Jesus. We're coming in the white robes of Jesus. We're coming in the very righteousness of Christ to the very throne of God, Hebrews tells us in chapter 10 and in chapter 4, using Old Testament imagery of the temple, Hebrews tells us that when we pray because we are in Christ and Christ is in us, we come into the very presence of God. Use your imagination that you are coming before the very throne of God, the dwelling place of God, Yahweh, the I am, the one who created the universe, the one who is infinite, the one who is the source of all life, the one that your soul longs for, your very body cries out for, needs for life. Your soul is fainting for it, whether you know it or not. You're dying of thirst for the presence of God, longing for the presence of God. So verse 3, he says, O Lord, God of hosts, or Lord Almighty in the NIV, my King and my God, It's good to use our imagination to think of God as our king. We don't have kings, and so we have to go to a foreign culture in a foreign time. But we are bowing our heads before God as our ruler. We're submitting to God as our king. We're submitting to the king, to the Christ, the anointed one. That's what the word Christ means. He's the Messiah. He's the king. We are bowing our heads when we come to God for worship. We're bowing our heads to the king. Do that in your imagination now. You're bowing your head. Your life, your soul is longing for the presence of the King, your King, your God, the God of the universe, but your God who has committed himself to you is bringing you into his presence, this presence where you have to remove your sandals because you're on holy ground. But you have been qualified to enter by the blood of Jesus who cleanses you from a guilty conscience. You've been sprinkled with the blood of Christ. This is all temple imagery that Hebrews is using to say, Jesus has done this to you. And you come boldly. You come with confidence, humble confidence, joyful confidence, because you're clothed in the robe of Jesus, the purity of Jesus that's been dipped in blood, dipped in his blood. You come before God through the death of Jesus, the righteousness of Jesus, So verse 4, blessed are those who dwell in your house, ever singing your praises, ever enjoying your glory, glorying in your glory. Again, the house is a metaphor for the very presence of God, God's dwelling, God's house, God's presence. We come before him in spirit and truth, Jesus says in John chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4 and Hebrews chapter 10 says we're coming before the very throne of grace, And our soul is glorying in the glory of God. Blessed are those who dwell in your house, ever singing your praise. Blessed are those who are glorying in your glory, enjoying the lovely dwelling place of Yahweh, the dwelling place of the I am. Blessed, happy are those, flourishing are those satisfied are those who come before you, who dwell in your presence, ever singing your praise. Blessed, verse five, blessed are those whose strength is in you, in whose heart, now catch this language, in whose heart are the highways to Zion. In other words, the highways to the very presence of God. In whose heart? So that our heart has this sense that we are longing for the very presence of God. Our heart has this sense that we are coming before the very presence of God in spirit and in truth and that we're being strengthened by the presence of God. We're being strengthened. Blessed are those whose strength is in you in whose heart are the highways to heaven, the highways to Zion. That's a metaphor for heaven itself. Verse 10, for a day in your courts, this is temple language, metaphor. Try to be culturally sensitive. Don't be an American. Understand the imagery here. You're coming into the very holy presence of God, the very throne of God. For a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. Just one day. In the presence of God who gives life, who is the source of life, who is the source of all that exists. He is the I am. He is the one that your soul longs for. He is the one that your flesh faints for. Just one day in the presence of God is better than a thousand other days anywhere else. He says, I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of wickedness. I'd rather be the lowliest of the lowly that was allowed to come into the glorious, lovely presence of God, the presence of the I am, the presence of the God that created this universe. Imagine the glory of the God that created the universe. Imagine seeing the very face of God. A doorkeeper in the house of my God would be far better than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. Verse 12, O Lord of hosts, Lord Almighty, the NIV says, blessed is the one who trusts in you, trusts in you, depends on you, believes in you, relies on you, looks to you. In our heart, we have this highway to your presence because we worship you in spirit and truth by your Holy Spirit. And by the truth of your word, we even say the truth of your word as we pray through this psalm, as we pray through scripture. Let's do that now. Oh, Lord, Yahweh, the I am. Lovely to me, loved by me. I want to love more and more. Help me overcome my lack of belief because I want to love more and more your dwelling place. I want to come before you in spirit and in truth and worship, not on that mountain, not on this mountain, not by that built by human hands, but I come before the very throne of God. It says in Hebrews 10, Jesus says in John 4, I'm coming in spirit and truth before your very throne, your very dwelling place right now where your glory dwells. I come in the righteousness of Jesus. I come in the name of Jesus. I don't come on my own. I don't dare come on my own. I come clinging to Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I pray. I come and I worship you in spirit by your Holy Spirit because you dwell in me as Christ dwells in me. I come before you by your Holy Spirit, in truth by your word right here, the word that I hold in my hand, this word that has been written thousands of years ago by your Holy Spirit, I come, your word that Jesus himself prayed through and meditated on, I come in spirit and truth before your very presence, O Lord, the I am. My soul longs, my soul even faints, For the courts of the Lord, for your presence, to be in your presence, to see your face, to be before your glory, to be before your righteousness, to be before your splendor, your holiness, your beauty, the courts of the Lord where your glory dwells. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God need for life. I need you for my life. I cry out for you for the living God, the God who gives life, the God of life, the God who gives me life, the God who causes my life to explode with glory and meaning and love and beauty because I glory in your glory. I come before you and I worship you because you are worthy of my praise. You're worthy of my submission because you're my king you're my God. I bow my head to you. I submit to you as my king. I submit to you as my God. I trust in you as my God. Blessed am I when I dwell in your house. Lord, I pray that you would bless me with the truth that I come before your throne right now for strength I come before your throne right now that I would glory in your glory, that I would enjoy your presence right now because I know I'm in your presence through Jesus. I worship you right now in spirit and truth. And I pray that you would bless me and that you would strengthen me because in my heart, I pray that you would build a highway to your throne, that I would have this sense in my own heart that I am longing for your presence. I'm longing for your return back to earth when your presence fills this earth with your glory. But even now I come before your Presence by your Holy Spirit. And in my heart is your Holy Spirit. In my heart is a highway to your very throne. For a day, just one day in your court, one day in your presence would be better than a thousand anywhere else. Because my heart and my flesh long for and cry out for you, for your glory, for your beauty, for your love, for your very presence. And so one day in your presence, and I will spend forever in your presence. Imagine forever in the very presence of God. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of God than anything anywhere else. I long for your presence even now, Lord, and I pray that all the ways that I don't, that you would help fill with the truth of worshiping you in spirit and truth so that more and more I would truly long for your presence, long in my own heart as I go through my day, that I would know that I'm in your presence, that in my heart there would be this highway to your throne, a highway to your dwelling place that would make me long for your dwelling more than I long for anything else that I would submit to you as my God and my King, and that I am longing for your presence. O Lord of hosts, O God of Almighty, O I am the Almighty, I pray that you would bless me with faith in you, that I would trust, rely upon, depend upon, believe in you, and worship you in spirit and in the truth of your word. And I pray this in Jesus' name.